The Kings play their first of back-to-back games as they host the San Jose Sharks tonight, and they welcome back a key part of the team. That's next on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 plus years. 20-plus years, the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Well, the LA Kings are back in action tonight following the holiday break as they will be hosting the San Jose Sharks. This is game number five of the seven straight games of the Kings against Pacific Division opponents. So far, the Kings are three and one over that stretch of games. It includes a 4-1 win over the Sharks in San Jose last Tuesday. The Kings were in control throughout of that game, jumping out to a one-nothing lead. They led three-nothing after two periods, eventually had a four-nothing lead with about two minutes to play. David Riddich in net for the Kings did win his LA debut, nearly posting a shutout. Uh, except for a late goal by San Jose. Kings come in with an overall record of 19-7-2 for 42 points. That's good enough for third place in the Pacific Division, sixth place in the Western Conference, and eighth overall in the NHL. The Sharks check in with a 9-22-3 record for 21 points. San Jose is last in the Pacific Division, last in the Western Conference, and last in the NHL. Kings are coming off a 5-3 win over the Flames on Saturday. Kings, excuse me, Sharks are coming off a 7-4 loss to the Canucks in Vancouver last Saturday. The Sharks are currently riding a five-game losing skid. LA 6-6-3 at home. San Jose 3-14-1 on the road this season. So on paper, certainly this appears to be a mismatch in just about every statistical category. The Kings are better than the Sharks and and in some respects by a wide margin. Uh, The Kings are scoring 3.53 goals per game. That's fourth best in the NHL. The Sharks are scoring 2.15 goals per game. That's dead last in the NHL. The Kings are allowing 2.37 goals per game. That is number one in the NHL. The Sharks are allowing 4.03 goals per game. That is dead last in the NHL. The Kings have five goals in their last game. The Sharks have nine goals in their last five games. So tonight's matchup is the first of the Kings' uh, sixth back-to-back games this season. Uh, tomorrow, they'll play the Vegas Golden Knights. Kings are 5-2-3 and three in back-to-back situations so far this year. They're 4-0-1 oh, in the first game of back-to-backs, 1-2-2 two, and two in the second game of those back-to-backs. Let's check out the projected lineup for tonight's game against the San Jose Sharks. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you will notice, and I will tell you if you're listening on the podcast, uh, there are a couple of key uh, additions here, I guess you would say. First and foremost, Vladislav Gabrikov is expected to return to the LA Kings lineup, activated off injured reserve earlier today. He missed five games after that knee-on-knee collision in the game on Long Island against the Islanders a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, so it, great to see Gabrikov back. Uh, only five games missed, not bad. Uh, at that, at the initial injury, obviously they were saying week to week. Uh, so five games, a couple of weeks there, but uh, back and ready to go, paired with Matt Roy on that second pairing. The forward lines are all familiar. What we've seen over the last few weeks, the Kopitar line with Byfield and Kempe, the Deno line with Moore and Fiala, the Dubois line with Laferriere and Kaliev, and the Lazat line with Grundstrom and Lewis. And now that Vladislav Gabrikov is back, uh, the Three defensive pairings are all back to normal, if you will. Anderson and Dowdy, Roy and Gabrikov, England and Spence. Uh, we'll talk about who's in net tonight, uh, but that'll be David Riddich with Cam Talbot serving as the backup. But real quick, before we get to that, I do want to give some props to defenseman Jacob Moverar. Uh, nice job filling in on that second pairing with Matt Roy during those five games that Gabrikov was out of the lineup. Now, he didn't record a point, and he was a minus one but overall thought he played very solid defensively, didn't have any major issues or noticeable mistakes when he was out there. So if the Kings need to call on him again, and with all due respect, I hope they don't because that means that somebody has been injured or maybe is not playing well. Uh, but uh, he showed, Jacob Movarari, that he can fill in in the short term and do a very respectable job for the LA Kings. Now, I did mention that David Riddich is getting the start in net. Obviously, that makes sense because the Kings are playing on back-to-back -back nights. The bigger of the games, the bigger of the opponents clearly is the Vegas Golden Knights. That'll be on the road coming up tomorrow night. So expect Cam Talbot to be in net for that one. But David Riddich will go tonight for the Kings. Uh, he obviously just faced the San Jose Sharks last week, got his first win as an LA King in that game and nearly had a shutout as well. So he's facing a team that he just saw recently, got a win over, was very good against. Uh, and uh, we'll see how he does uh, tonight, but it makes sense that he would obviously go. Although in the back of my mind, I do wonder if this had not been a back-to-back -back situation for the Kings, if maybe David Riddish would have gotten the start anyway. Uh, if you recall, the last game against Calgary, Cam Talbot got run over by one of the Flames, uh, Blake Coleman, when he scored a goal. His head snapped back. He was shaken up. His helmet flew off. The trainer had to come out and look look at him. He did stay in the game. There were no reports afterwards that he had any after effects because of that, but uh, he clearly was shaken up on the play. So looks like he's fine, but I'm just, I would have been curious to know if maybe they would have given him, given him an extra day off considering the opponent. But anyway, that's all just speculation uh, at this point. And I, I did notice that Cam Talbot's numbers against the Sharks, for whatever reason, are not very good over his career. Uh, he's got a losing record. His goals against average is over three and a half. His save percentage is around 880. Uh, and he got shelled by the Sharks last year when he was in Ottawa. He allowed seven goals uh, in his only appearance against San Jose last year. So all signs obviously point to David Radich getting the start in net tonight for the Kings, making his home debut as an LA King. So we're looking forward to that. Hopefully he has as much success tonight as he did last week against the Sharks. By the way, uh, Capo Kakinen will be the opposing goalie for San Jose, and the Kings did face him last week, scored the three goals against him. The fourth goal was an empty net goal, so they've had some success against that particular goalie as well. Let's check out the keys to the game tonight for the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, I think first and foremost, uh, have a shot mentality and a net front presence. The Kings did a great job of this in the first period in their last game, that 5 through win over Calgary on Saturday. Uh, the first goal, Adrian Kempe providing a screen in front on a point shot from Quentin Byfield. The second goal for the Kings, P.L. Dubois, deflection from the high slot on another point shot. Kings are typically very good at putting shots on net. The Kings are tied for third in the NHL 
at 33.9 shots per game. But the key is not just getting the shots, but getting people to the net. Don't float around it. Be in front of it. Be all around the crease in the high slot, uh, looking for rebounds, deflections, and screens. The Kings uh, need to do that while getting the same number of shots. I think the number two key for the Kings is have the special teams be special. I mentioned the Kings are superior to the Sharks in every major statistical category, except one, and it is close, and that's power play percentage. The Sharks are actually better than the Kings at 20.2%. The Kings are at 20%. So if the Sharks are going to score, it would likely come on the power play. Now, the bad part for San Jose is that they're going to be facing the top penalty kill unit in the NHL. The Kings are at 96.6% at killing off penalties. Key for the Kings, though, could not uh, could be not just preventing power play goals, but we talked about this in the recap of the game against Calgary. Stay out of the penalty box because while maybe the Sharks won't score on the power play, if you're killing a lot of penalties, as the Kings did against Calgary, that affects your offensive flow. It affects your lineup. Uh, and it just takes you out of a rhythm. So for the Kings, they were shorthanded six times against the Flames. That's obviously way too much. I think that was a season high. And they only allowed one power play goal, but again, affected the way the Kings had as far as their momentum from the opening period and the flow of the game. So don't take as many penalties. And of course, if you can, win the special teams battle. And I think the third key for the Kings is play to your level. And the Kings have done a great job of this all season long. They do not play to the level of their competition. They play to their level of the 13 teams the Kings have played this season that are out of a playoff spot as of the standings today. LA has a record of 10-1-2 against those teams. Their only regulation loss to a team not holding a playoff spot right now was to Seattle one week ago. 2-1 loss in a game that the Kings really should have won because they dominated the game. Uh, LA also had a shorthand loss to the Hurricanes in the second game of the season and an overtime loss to Pittsburgh. Other than that, the Kings have taken care of business. And again, their success this year in part has been to the fact that the teams they're supposed to beat most of the time, they beat those teams. And that's the case tonight against the San Jose Sharks. This is a team the Kings should beat. And hopefully as they've done most of the year this year, they will take care of business against a lesser opponent. Uh, we're going to check in on the Kings 30 games into this NHL season. That's next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. I don't because I use Game Time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I have used Game Time to buy tickets to NHL and NFL games this season, and I am a very satisfied customer. The app is easy to navigate and use. They've got killer last-minute deals all in prices and their best price guaranteed. Game Time's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. I love how you can see the view from your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what you're going to get when you arrive. And Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. All in pricing shows your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps on the app. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code locked on NHL, L O C K E D N H L, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, Locked On NHL has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. That's Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24 7, covering the top stories of the day. 
Uh, plus, we have our Locked On national shows covering every league. But go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. One of my co-workers at the Fox Sports Radio Network, Ben Maller, host of the Ben Maller Show, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific time, talks about how we love round numbers. And he's right. 99 or 101 isn't a thing, but 100, uh, that is a thing for some reason with us. Um, And with that in mind, I thought it might be interesting to look at the Kings through 30 games this NHL season. Uh, And as someone who follows the entire league, I host a weekly NHL review show, the Puck Podcast. I think I got a decent feel on where the Kings kind of sit nationally amongst hockey fans and media, things like that. And I do think the Kings have gotten some praise, certainly the record-breaking road winning streak to start the season, got them a lot of attention and deservedly so. But I still kind of feel like the Kings are kind of laying in the weeds a bit when it comes to being talked about as one of the top teams in the NHL and as being a real cup contender this season, which I actually have no problem with. I The attention is great, but I, I kind of like, I've always kind of liked my teams kind of being just kind of lurking a little bit. Um, as far as points go, I mentioned this earlier, the Kings are currently eighth in the NHL in total points. However, LA has games in hand on all the teams in front of them in the standings. Now you have to do something with those games for that to matter. But the Kings are third in the NHL in winning percentage at 633. Only the New York Rangers and Vancouver Canucks have a better winning percentage. So through 30 games this season, the Kings are 19-7-4 for 42 points. Last season, after 30 games, the Kings were 15-11-4 for 34 points. So the Kings have eight more points this season compared to the same time last season with four more wins as well. And remember, last season... The Kings posted the second most wins in franchise history and the second most points in franchise history, 47 wins and 104 points. So how does this year's team through 30 games compare to those Kings Kings teams in the past who had the most wins in a regular season and the most points in a regular season? So we go back to the 1974-75 season for the LA Kings. Uh, I think I was in first grade at the time, uh, but that team holds the Kings franchise record for points in a season with 104. Uh, Through the first 30 games of that season, the Kings had a 16-4-10 record. Remember, this was still when there were ties in the NHL. So through 30 games this year, the Kings have three more wins than the Kings team that had the most points in a regular season in franchise history. Of course, the Kings did have one overtime win and one shootout win. But again, this year's Kings team is having a better season than the 1974-72 Kings team that had 104 points of franchise record. 2015-16 LA Kings hold the franchise record for wins in a season with 48. Through the first 30 games of that season, the Kings had a 19-9-2 record. So the same number of wins for the Kings that year as the Kings this year, although the Kings have more points because they have a couple more overtime and shootout games. So this season, the LA Kings are on pace for the most wins in a season in franchise history, 51, and the most points in a season in franchise history with 114. Um, Now, I do have to point out that the two teams we just talked about historically for the Kings, the team with the most points in a season, the team with the most wins in a season, 
They didn't do well in the playoffs. As a matter of fact, they were both one and done. The 74-75 Kings lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Maple Leafs in three games. This was before my time as a Kings fan. I didn't get into the Kings until the mid-90s when Gretzky came. So someone might have to explain to me, the first round was best of three? Uh, anyway, the Kings lost two games against the Maple Leafs, and uh, and that was that. Uh, the 2015-16 Kings, which is certainly more fresh in all of our memories, you might remember that team that had the most wins in a single season for the Kings lost in the first round of the San Jose Sharks in five games. So uh, get some revenge on those Sharks tonight a little bit uh, for that. Uh, I did want to talk about some of the Kings individually that are having great seasons so far through 30 games. And I did see a tweet about this. Uh, this was from at Ryan Stahl underscore, and that's S-T-A-H-L. Uh, he tweeted something out that I that caught my attention. I retweeted it for those that you follow on X or Twitter. Uh, and the tweet said, in his 18th season, 36-year-old Andre Kopitar is on pace for 36 goals, a career high, and 85 points, which would be the second highest in his career. Now, I did double-check his work, and he is correct. Andre Kopitar is playing at a level that is on par with the best hockey of his career, which is amazing. Uh, I haven't seen any Selkie trophy projections at this point, but if Andre Kopitar uh, is not a finalist for the Selkie, the way things are going this year, that is an absolute crime. So Andre Kopitar is killing it so far this year through 30 games. Uh, so who else is looking really good through 30 games this year and maybe setting on pace for career numbers? A couple of them are pretty obvious, uh, and you got to start with Quentin Byfield. 10 goals and 25 points so far this season. He's on pace for 27 goals and 68 points. His previous career high was five goals and 22 points. So Quentin Byfield uh, blowing his uh, numbers out of the water as far as projections, what he's done so far through 30 games, and what he'll likely do if everybody stay, he stays healthy uh, the way he's going so far. So Quentin Byfield is certainly, and not surprisingly, the biggest jump in production so far this season for the LA Kings. But Trevor Moore is right there as well. He's got 16 goals to lead the Kings so far through 30 games. His career high is 17. So hopefully he uh, go ahead and ties that tonight, maybe even eclipses it tonight. But he's on pace for 44 goals. Uh, I have talked about it. I'll be a bit surprised if he hits the 40 goal mark. I think he's going to be in the mid 30s at least, but he might get to 40. He's been pretty consistent so far, but it's been a career year and then some for Kings forward Trevor Moore. Adrian Kempe has 28 points and 19 assists. Uh, he's on pace for 77 points and 52 assists. Those would both be career highs. Uh, his previous career high in points is 67 set last year and also set last year. His career high in assists was 26. So he's the goal scoring is down a little bit, but the uh, the assists are up a lot, and I'm sure Quentin Byfield has something to do with that. Kevin Fiala's got 23 assists. It seems like it's been kind of a quiet year for him in some respects. He's on pace for 63 assists. That would be a new career high for him. His previous career high is 52, set in his last year when he was in Minnesota. We talked about Andre Kopitar, one of the old veterans getting it done. How about Drew Doughty? He's got seven goals this season. He's projected for 19 his career high is 16 set in his second year in the NHL. He had seven all of last year, so he's already matched his season total from a year ago. And a couple others, Carl Grundstrom projected to have 19 goals. His career high last year was 12, and Arthur Kalia projected to have 36 points. His career high last year was 28. So 
That's checking in on the LA Kings through 30 games so far this season as a team and individually as well. Add it all up and so far so good for the Los Angeles Kings through 30 games. We're going to check in on a Kings player who's playing on a big stage, kind of all by himself. We'll do that here next on Lockdown LA Kings, your team every day. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get on the action then now, the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. Obviously, we love to bet on the NFL if you're a football fan like me, but what about the NHL? Well, absolutely, you can do that with FanDuel. Our LA Kings are favored tonight to win. Uh, they are plus, or excuse me, they're minus uh, a goal and a half. So uh, the odds makers think that the Kings should win by uh, a goal and a half. I know you you say, how is that possible if you're not a gambler? Believe me, uh, there's a reason for it. Uh, the over-under for the game is six and a half goals. So if you want to place a bet on the Kings to win by more than a goal and a half, you can certainly do that. And if you think the total is going to be more or less than the six and a half goals, you can do that as well. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and bet all season long on the NHL and the NFL as well. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. The LA Kings face the San Jose Sharks tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific time. It's not 7.30, it's 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, you can catch all the uh, action of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. I did want to mention, for those of you that are interested, the 2024 World Junior Championships is going on right now over in Sweden. Now, we would normally pay more attention to this, or we have, I should say, in the past, certainly last year at this time, it was a much bigger uh, talking point on the show. And that was because there were like five or six Kings were Kings prospects were, were taking part in that event. But this year, only one, um, which I guess, depending on your outlook, is a good thing or a bad thing. Good thing for the Kings, because these guys are now either uh, playing uh, you know, professionally for the Kings in the AHL with the Ontario Reign. Um, or maybe you feel like, oh, the, the the youngsters are kind of drying up a bit in the system. Either way, uh, defenseman Otto Salin is representing his native Finland in the World Junior Championships. If you don't recall, he was a fifth-round pick of the Kings back in 2022. He's serving as the alternate captain for Team Finland, and uh, this is his second World Junior Championships. He was involved in it last year as well. So a uh, Kings prospect getting some good experience on a big stage against players uh, of his age group. They're at the best of the best. Um, unfortunately for Otto and Finland, so far they're not off to a great start at the World Juniors. 0-2 is the record for Finland. Uh, they lost their game earlier today against Germany. Um, and Otto Selene, uh, no points so far through the first two games. But uh, hopefully Otto and Finland will get things going here uh, in the World Juniors going forward. Uh, if you're interested, as I assume an American, most of the people watching this, I'm guessing, are Americans. If you're, if you're curious about the U.S., uh, they're 1-0 in the tournament so far. They won their opening game against Norway 4-1. to uh, They will next play Switzerland coming up on Thursday. And if you're really interested in watching these games, they are being carried live on the NHL Network. Now, this is over in Sweden, so there is the time difference. Uh, I work overnight, so I actually see some of these games uh, at work uh, while I'm working overnights. Um, they're either, you know, West Coast time, they're either late night or early in the morning. 
if you have a DVR, you could certainly record it or whatever streaming service you have and watch them later if you're interested. But the World Junior Championships are going on right now. Again, not quite as big of a deal as it has been in the past because only one LA King player is there. But we'll keep an eye on Otto Salim and Finland and see how he is doing. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, Thursday's show will feature a complete recap and analysis of tonight's game against the Sharks, as well as a preview of Thursday's big game in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. And then on Friday, we'll recap the Kings-Golden Knights game and have our fan feedback show as well. If you are interested in getting an email in for that show, any questions, any comments about what's going on with the LA Kings, the email address is LockedOnEddie.com at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, you can send questions in any way you want. If I follow you on Twitter, uh, you can send a question via that way, uh, Instagram as well. Uh, so plenty of uh, ways for you to get your questions or comments about the Kings to me for our Friday feedback show. Also, we'd love for you to stay interactive with the show 24-7 on social media, whether it's X, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at locked on la kings that is going to do it for today's show tried to get it out as soon as possible for you guys so you can listen and watch this episode well in advance of tonight's game against the sharks hope it got you ready for the game tonight against san jose and hope to see a big win and talk about it on tomorrow's show i'm eddie garcia thank you as always for listening and watching locked on la kings part of the locked on podcast network your team every day have a great rest of your day we'll talk to you on thursday and as always go kings go